This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Episode 154 is back with a vengeance. Clay Young here at podcast225.com and on iTunes. We appreciate you guys checking us out again. Like I said, episode 154, just trucking right along. And on this week's show, we began our conversation on the city of St. George, the incorporation effort that's happening in South Louisiana, specifically in East Baton Rouge Parish, that has really become a discussion about so many things. I mean, it's both close in and very broad. And so the effort was announced again last week as we sit here and record this show. And it started a a bunch of comments again. People were commenting on social media. And my approach to this was to gain perspective from people behind the movement to talk about why certain things happen and are happening and have happened and what is the perspective of the group behind the incorporation effort. And on the show today is Drew Morell, who is a member of the legal team and uh, I guess the the de facto spokesman for the movement. And in the interest of full disclosure, I've known Drew a very long time. In fact, we worked together when I was still doing a morning show at WJBO here in Baton Rouge. He was working with the morning show uh, on the river. And we hadn't spoken since then. I just found out this morning that he was working in this capacity. And so here is the plan for me is to talk with Drew about what's going on, to ask him questions, to speak directly to some of the charges that have been made, and then some of the questions that people have said they have about this. And we, we're going to get perspective from the city of Baton Rouge and someone within the city as well, so that you will get both sides of this. And as always with me, you know, I practice the interview style of Stephen Covey, Seek to Understand, then to be understood. So I want to talk with Drew about that, and we'll ask him. And he's a candid guy. He's going to say exactly what he means to say. He's a smart guy, and we'll talk with him about that. And we will address the new boundaries. We will address the effort going forward. Of course, obviously, the specter of race that hangs over this, that so many in the media have been putting out there, many of the officials in Baton Rouge, whether elected or in community organizations, have said this is just an effort of, of white flight, just you know, wealthy white people who want to break away from a predominantly inner city and urban Baton Rouge. And so we'll ask him that question directly. And as I said, Drew's an honest guy. He's gonna, he'll tell you what he thinks about that. And, and, you know, and we'll see where it goes. And I'm looking forward to the conversation. Just want to say really quickly that our fifth annual Smoke em If You Got Them fundraiser, again, is coming up on Sunday, May 20th at 5 p.m. at Ben 77 Bistro in Perkins Row. This year, again, the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation will be the beneficiary of the money raised at the event. We will have live music. We will have a grill station, a live and silent auction. And of course, as we've said to you, Taya Kyle, uh, the widow of Chris Kyle, will be in town for the event again this year. We've got a number of surprises. Next week, we will be, we'll, we'll be announcing the title sponsor for this year's event. And I'm looking forward to that. In fact, we're about to roll out the, some of the media and promotion about the event. So if you haven't done it yet, save the date, Sunday, May 20th, 5 p.m., 
Ben 77 Bistro in Perkins Row in the courtyard that will soon be the covered courtyard. Come out, meet Taya Kyle and donate to an organization that helps military vets, vets from all walks of life all across the country, a diverse group of people that they support every day and their families. It is really something I'm very proud of, and I hope to see you there at the event. With that, we'll take a quick break and come back and continue our conversation on the city of St. George. In fact, before we do that, before we we take the break, let's call a little bit of an audible. The city of St. George released a video that went out last week. Before we come back and talk with Drew, Let's hear the audio from that video that played last week that talks about this effort and why this group is moving to incorporate this unincorporated area into the city of St. George. In 2010, a group of concerned citizens and parents began a mission to create a new school system in East Baton Rouge Parish that would better serve their children. After being denied that opportunity, they were told by area lawmakers that they needed to create a new city if they wanted better schools. Do that. If you want to separate them, then they need to go incorporate and be a city like Baker or Central or whatever. So in 2013, a movement began to form a new city in the unincorporated southern area of East Baton Rouge Parish. After years of hard work, the voices of nearly 20,000 voters seeking a better future for themselves and their children was silenced by a system desperate to maintain the status quo. With the election of a new mayor, the citizens of the proposed city of St. George were hopeful their legitimate concerns about education and the direction of the parish would be heard and that things would improve. Unfortunately, these families have watched taxes increase violent crime explode, and schools continue to fail. They have watched the unprecedented exodus of their friends and families fleeing the parish. Instead of unifying East Baton Rouge Parish and listening to all concerned citizens, the new administration has mocked and ignored these families and their concerns, which has only strengthened their resolve. Inspired by confidence in their plan, and the support of tens of thousands of citizens and families, the men and women of the City of St. George Incorporation movement are ready to reignite their efforts to make East Baton Rouge Parish a better place to live and raise a family for everyone. Simply stated, they want what was denied to them three years ago, the right to vote to determine their future by creating a transparent, accountable form of government that is responsive and responsible to the needs of its citizens. The City of St. George will lead the revitalization of East Baton Rouge Parish and provide a ray of hope to families fed up with mediocrity and decline. What the City of St. George offers is simple. Historic self-determination, accountability, and hope. A government that puts its citizens and families first the ability to stand up to the status quo, and the chance to vote on the one thing that can save this parish. Sign St. George for a better Baton Rouge. 
So that's audio from that video package that was released along with the announcement of the return of the petition drive. And I'm going to tell you, emotions are very, very high about this. People have strong opinions about why this is going on. And I've spoken to people both in politics and in business, and I have gotten both sides of this from people who say that this is all because EBR is headed in the wrong direction and they don't want to be a part, talking about Baton Rouge, excuse me, the city of Baton Rouge is headed in the wrong direction and they don't want to be a part of that. And then on the other side, there are people who are saying when things are not working well, it isn't really cool to just grab your ball and go home or just back out and leave and do your own thing. And then, of course, there's also all the comments out there that you see in the media and on social media that this is clearly and strictly about race. And so it's a very complicated issue. It's so complicated because it did indeed start with schools and the legislature talked about incorporation and then it's kind of gone on from there. What I hope to gain in the conversation with Drew is perspective from him on why the group is doing this. And then talk with someone from the city of Baton Rouge about why this is damaging, why this is the wrong move. And again, give you chance or chances to gain perspective from both sides of the discussion. And with that, we will take a break now and then come back quickly and talk with Drew Morrell, attorney Drew Morrell, who is a part of the legal team and is acting as spokesman for the City of St. George movement. Back in just a moment. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Back with Drew Morrell, who is one of the members of the legal team for the St. George Incorporation Movement. And uh, as we were just joking a second ago, maybe the de facto spokesman. I guess he was out of the room when everyone else was voting on that. Uh, I, 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 drew, I drew the short or the long straw, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Well, Drew, first of all, uh, this is this coming back again is not a great surpri- surprise to a lot of people. I think people thought that this was coming back around. So let's hit the reset button on why this is happening in the first place. Well, it, it, you know, more of the same. Uh, we were promised communication. We were promised changes we made. We promised things would improve. And guess what? They didn't. In fact, they went the other way. They got worse. Uh, what do we have since the last incorporation effort? More homicides, bigger budgets, more spending, more divisiveness. Uh, the schools are about the same, if not worse. I believe 43, which is over 50% of the East Baton Rouge Parish school system, has a D or F grade. Well, what do you expect to happen? People aren't going to be happy about it. When you don't listen and you don't make any efforts to address those concerns, They're going to come back and do what they got to do, and we're unincorporated. Why wouldn't we try to form a city? This entire thing happened initially over schools when a group of of people in the unincorporated area went to the legislature about getting community schools out in the southeastern part of the parish. 
And as we played in the video earlier, you heard audio of a, a lawmaker saying that you need to incorporate. But since that time, the categorization of this is that it is just a bunch of rich white people who want to break away from the parish or from the city because of whatever reason. What's your response to that? Well, I mean, how many times do you have to be told if you want your school system, you got to go form a city? How many times? And then eventually, then you get mad because we went out and did what you told us we had to do or or trying to do what you told us we had to do. As far as it being an entire group of rich white people, no, it's the demographics of the area that lives there. There's no restriction on who can live in any area of town, as far as I know. It's just a group of concerned citizens who, yes, originally wanted a better school system, a better chance for a public education, which would benefit everyone. It wouldn't benefit just one group, one creed, one color. It would benefit every single person in the St. George area to have a public school system that's safe, that gets a quality education, that provides the same resources to all students, regardless of race or academic level or income or advantages or disadvantages. Everyone would get the same education. So, yeah, it started with an education. But then it became so much more because we were told to go incorporate and form a city. So what do you do? You start looking at that. And all of a sudden, we see an East Baton Rouge Parish budget that grows $70,000 every single day. We see an East Baton Rouge Parish budget that has almost doubled since 2003. That's over $900 million. We see a debt load that's comparable, if not worse, than the city of Chicago. These are not good things. And so it became so much more than the school system. It became about better government, more transparency, fiscal responsibility, things that government should strive to do that apparently in Baton Rouge no one cares about. What what has been the impact of the school system's recent proposal to – uh, extend a tax that is going to, and according to them, build a couple of new schools out in the southeastern part of the parish, also do some renovations to some of the schools within the system. It also has a, a pay raise component and, and, uh, and, and an additional item as well. Has that had any impact on this effort, or were you working on getting to this point even before they announced what their plan was? Well, yeah, this, this effort has been in the making since the last, the last effort. This has been an ongoing process. I'm going to say, again, too little, too late. It's amazing that this announcement, these proposals magically come out around the same time that we're allowed to restart our incorporation efforts. I think that's amazing. I think it's also amazing that they're throwing some some token schools at us when in reality it's still going to be underserving the area. You know, three new schools in South Baton Rouge is not going to serve the South Baton Rouge area. We need far more than that. I think if you look and read the article that goes with that proposal, it talks about we need at least six new schools in the area. There needs to be a little more than that. And it is a little too little too late. The the redrawing of the map of what the city would look like, obviously, it includes cutting out a portion of the unincorporated area, Gardier, some of the other areas around O'Neill Lane. Why'd y'all do that? I think if you look at it, we cut out some other areas, too. Right. Um, you know, the media likes to focus on the area that makes the most press, right. which the Gardier area right. and the O'Neill area. But right. if you look, there's other areas, too, that got cut out. And a couple of different factors went into this. When the city of Baton Rouge decided to annex, 
and they, they know about this annexation process pretty well because they annexed commercial property pretty much exclusively. Right. Um, you know, they didn't annex the Gardier area either. And one of the questions I have is why didn't why didn't the city of Baton Rouge annex that area? Hmm. Well, why they only annex LaBear's right there? Um, there's a reason. Well, for that. that's actually true. <laughs> um, for for us, the issue was when they annexed that commercial property, they reduced our tax base, which was their goal was to take the cash. That's all they cared about, and reduce the St. George tax base. What that did was force us to shrink our footprint to operate in the same fiscal manner we intended to, which was at a surplus budget-wise every year. So we had to reduce our footprint. And secondly, that area was chosen to be reduced simply because they were the areas that told us they didn't want to be a part of St. George. If they didn't want to sign the petition last time, and they didn't, if the polling data for that area indicated that they did no desire to be a part of the city of St. George, then why would we include them? Now, that being said... After the city of St. George is incorporated, those other unincorporated areas that have a desire and see what we're doing and want to be a part of the success will have, be more than welcome to request annexation and go through that process with St. George. It's, since the, the new information has come out, and as we record this, it, it was last week, uh, it, it talks about the reshaping of the budget and, and how the amount of money generated by the city would change, and so would the surplus. Talk, talk us through that, at why the decision was made to do that, and then what the numbers look like. Well, we went with Carr, Riggs, and Ingram, which is one of the top municipal CPAs and advisors in the South, and we used it, these da- this data as a projection. It's exactly what it is. We, we will not know for sure, and I would anticipate actually being pleasantly surprised with the reality compared to the projections. The projections show a 58 uh, roughly $58 million annual budget, of which we intend, we have expenses totaling $33 million. 33.9, right at $34 million. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We're covering operational expenses for the city of St. George. That also would include uh, the parish fees for parish services that we are required and choose to maintain. Uh, it also has a competitive bidding process that will allow us to find the best services for the best price with no long-term negative effects. You know, if you look at the Baton Rouge budget, what you see is a lot of debt service, continuously growing debt service, because they're on the hook for this bloated government. They're on the hook for these bloated pensions that never go away. They just stay there. And one of the things we wanted to avoid at St. George was that type of problem, because it's not going to affect you today. It's going to affect your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids and so forth. So, what we have is a situation where it's going to be competitive bidding for all the city services that we possibly can. And that competitive bidding process could be, we bring in third party vendors. It could be, we work with our friends and neighbors in Baton Rouge and central and wherever, um, to find the best services for the best price. And that allows us to maintain a lower budget with a surplus to give us a rainy day fund. You know, if you operate a city like a middle-class family on a budget, you should be able to do fine. Save your money for a rainy day. Use it when you need to. Continuously operate at a surplus so you never have to worry about deficits and debt service and, and all the financial problems that Baton Rouge, I mean, they're not just driving towards a physical cliff. They are speeding up. The the, the budget that was released shows an ex, a surplus of $24.4 million. I read an article a couple of days ago 
and it quoted David Barrow, who used to be one of the uh, heavies in Central, and he questioned he questioned the the way that you went about calculating the expenses, and was I'd quest- like to qu- go ahead. I'm glad you brought David Barrow up, sure, right? and I'm sorry sure. to cut you off. Go ahead. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd like to question the use of him as an expert. <laughs> In budgets. Last time I checked, he got fired after being on the job for a year. Not to mention, did he turn himself in the other day? Yeah, that's that, uh, that was he had some other issues coming. Th- that was that was definitely a part of his history, and it was an interesting grab to to have him analyze and then talk about this. But what about the the merits of his argument? Well, the merits of his argument are based on hype and hyperbole. Some of these things, and like I said, I think the city of St. George is going to be pleasantly surprised because we're going to be attractive to business. We're going to be attractive to, to new residents for the simple fact is we're going to have a better school system, a better form of government, and we're going to be friendly to business, unlike the city of Baton Rouge. So what you see for occupational license taxes, that may be a, a lower number than we should expect to see. Gross receipts for business tax, business taxes in general, if it says business taxes, we should be expecting to see a higher number than that based on the fact we're going to be friendlier for business, we're going to operate in a business-friendly manner, and I would expect to see more business, not less business, in the city of St. George. So it is a projection. It is what it is. We have to use the numbers that we have in front of us, which was based on what's been collected by the East Baton Rouge Parish historically and the unincorporated area that we're trying to to form into the city of St. George. Since, At the same time, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, since the last effort and building up to this, I know that recent, well, not recently anymore, elected Mayor Broom met with some people a part of the move uh, who were a part of this movement. Do you know about those meetings? And and obviously, the outcome didn't change any realities. But can you talk about that? No, it didn't change any realities, and I think. Part of Mayor Broom and the issue with communicating with her is what's in her transition report. How does she refer to the the citizens of St. George or the organizers of the St. George effort in her transition report? I don't think she used very good, very, very uniting language to refer to the citizens of St. George. You know, it's more along the same rhetoric we've gotten before, uh, where it's more name calling and accusations. I, I think I have a hard time with the fact that continuously getting questioned on St. George's budget, but nobody questions the East Baton Rouge Parish budget. Everyone wants to uh, argue over $58 million a year for St. George, but no one wants to ask questions about an over $900 million budget that's almost doubled in 15 years that grows $70,000 a day. Uh, you know, there's chat, Drew, about the, the, the zoo moving out and would be in, an, in the unincorporated area. I don't know if that's going to happen. Obviously, that, that plan is still yet to be, you know, fully created, at least to any level where it's a reality. What are your thoughts on that? Because whether or not that will have an impact on what's going on in the area in terms of traffic logistics and all of the, the things that it would cause there. I think the zoo is something that everyone needs to sit down and look at. There is a ton of work still to be done on that. You know, it's not something that's really on St. George's radar at the moment, uh, simply because it's just too far out to project. Is it going to move? Should it move? 
what's the best situation for the East Baton Rouge Parish uh, Zoo? Is it to be here? Is it to be where it currently is? It's just not even on the radar at this juncture. Over the next nine months, as you're gathering the signatures again and going through the process, what is something about this that people may not have heard or may not know that you would like to say right here, right now? City of St. George is a chance for a better tomorrow. It's a chance to be, uh, it frustrates me. Um, you know, I've got, I've got three girls, two or you know, two of them are younger, four and six years old. And I think what, what terrifies me is the prospect of growing older and my children will move away. They will move somewhere else and get a job somewhere else. Because frankly, East Baton Rouge Parish is not a great place right now. You know, in, in the area we live in, in, in Baton Rouge, to raise a family. Uh, it's not a great place for a, a family to grow up. And it's, you can't certainly couldn't encourage your kids to stay and work here. Uh, how many times do we have to hear? There's no reason for business to be here. I think the quote was the other day, the only reason I'm here is because I want to be here. My business doesn't need to be here. Um, it, it, it's getting old. I'm tired of being 49th and 50th in every single ranking. It's negative. I'd like to be making some positive strides. And this is a chance for East Baton Rouge to at least the St. George area to reclaim its public school system, to make some improvements, to give a quality education to all kids that want a public education. It's also a chance to become business friendly. It's also a chance to create a model city. I think the St. George effort is something that once it's accomplished and once people see it in motion and see the, the way that St. George intends to operate its city, it will be a model city that will be replicated and referenced by municipalities across the country. Well, it, you know, it's interesting the, the way this is playing out. There's certainly a different energy behind it this time, and I think everybody feels the reality of it. And it's going to be a tough nine months because I think that in addition to doing the work that you're going to be doing, you know that you're going to continue to hear about this being just an issue that is based almost completely on race. I mean, you've been around a while and and both as a broadcaster and now as an attorney, you know how that stuff works. So, I mean, what about that? Because the potential for that kind of rhetoric is is it's toxic, Drew. I agree. And it, it doesn't help anyone. And that's the unfortunate part of the process. And one of the things I've learned in the law is when you don't have the law or the facts, what do you do? You pound the desk a bunch. You just scream and yell. So when you want to throw the race card and you want to call names and you want to threaten and harass and bully, you're telling me that you have nothing else. But you speak, got nothing but, else to but, go with. But speak to but but speak to the people in the middle on this, and that 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 is who I was referencing a second ago. Not so much the the politicians or or the people who are out there who are you know they can get into the weeds on this. The average bystander, the person driving to and from work, who may or may not live in Village St. George, who hears that hears this and recoils from the entire thing because because of the nature of the dialogue. What's your thought to them if they are suspicious? that this is clearly about race we're trying to create a better future and we're trying to do it now we're not waiting we're not going to pass the buck on to our children or our grandchildren anymore and we don't want to leave i came to baton rouge in 96 i have no intention of leaving the area i'd love to stay here and raise my family and see my grandkids and and love living in east baton rouge parish but it's simply not a reality 
There's too many people leaving. Why do you think they're leaving? Because there's no opportunities here. There's no education here. They can't send their kids to public school. You know, private school education is a wonderful thing. It's a great thing, but it shouldn't have to be the mandatory thing. It should be a wonderful choice. And right now, it's not a choice. You have to do it. Otherwise, you run the risk of, if my, kill, if my kid went to public school, would I have to worry about my child being killed today in school, bullied, harassed? Is she going to be able to learn to read? These are things that you have to worry about in the East Baton Rouge Parish public school system. You know, tomorrow when Baton Rouge, when Baton Rouge gets to near the end and it's almost bankrupt and it's not far from it, what's going to happen to our city and our region at that point? Who's going to want to come here and do business? Who's going to want to live here then? And if we don't do it now, we may not get another chance. Well, yeah, over the next nine months, I'm sure, and I hope we'll have more time to talk about this. I appreciate you making time impromptu, really, uh, to be able to come on the show and, and talk a little bit about this and give perspective. If people want to learn more about it, where, where should they go? I'm glad you asked. I can shamelessly plug uh, <laughs> our social media pages. You can always find us. Uh, more importantly, the petition process is getting underway. If you want to sign the petition, stgeorgelouisiana.com. Go on there and sign up, and someone will contact you, and we will make sure that you get the petition signed. We're going to make it perfect this time. No excuses and no problems. So stgeorgelouisiana.com. Get the petition information. Sign up if you want to sign it. Someone will contact you, and we'll get the ball rolling. I appreciate the time, Drew. Uh, well, you know what? Before we go, let me ask a question about the flood. Obviously, that reshaped the landscape of the capital region in so many ways, both figuratively and literally. And in the unincorporated areas, we do have some some areas that were affected greatly by the great flood of, of August of 2016. How does that factor into what you are doing and, and the charges by people who say because of the flood, it either throws a wrench in what your budget projections are or what the city will be able to, to earn? Well, thanks, Clay. I'm glad you asked about the flood because I saw the, the same news story you did. It has a couple of different effects. Uh, the first effect is an increase in population. We're waiting for the registrar voters to, to certify the amount of signatures we need for the petition of the total registered voters for the unincorporated area. Um, and so the flood did have an effect. There are more people moved into the unincorporated area. So that's a positive effect, more citizens. Outside of that, I'm, I'm not really sure what the flood has to do with the incorporation effort. To me, uh, I, I got to question the, the journalism ethics of including comments about the flood and the St. George effort because they have nothing to do with one another. Yes, the flood happened and did affect some of the St. George area, but saying that the city of St. George uh, incorporation effort could affect your flood claim is ridiculous. Um, It would be laughable if someone didn't take it seriously uh, and think that was actually the truth. So it's unfortunate that that's the kind of hype and, and media attention that that kind of comment gets with nobody vetting it, no one researching it at all. It's, it's unfortunate. It's disappointing. Uh, but no, I promise you, the, the citizens of St. George, the St. George effort will not affect your flood claim. Yeah, I, you know, just kind of one of those things that popped in there a, a, a few days ago and definitely wanted to get that in. Okay, now now we, we are done, and I appreciate the time you gave us today. Anytime, Clay. Thank you.
This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick. And I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107 mobile app. This is the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. So intense, all of this stuff, huh? So we'll work on getting someone from the city of Baton Rouge into here next week to talk with you about their perspective on this, and then we're going to watch it play out. I just tell you, there is it's such a complicated issue and its impact on the parish cannot be overlooked. And both sides recognize that if this happens, the impact is is going to be vast. But I will tell you this, that even if by some stretch this second movement does not succeed. And at this point now, the last go around, it just didn't ever seem, at least to me, like it was going to get there. And even though it fell less than 100 votes short, I think this go around, the momentum is moving in the other direction. But if it doesn't happen, this go around, I don't think it fixes this. I, as the saying goes, these eggs are scrambled and you cannot unscramble them. And I think the things that have been said, the efforts that have been taken, have may have irreparably damaged what this was as an area, say, five years ago. And we'll see how it plays out. And like I said, we'll try to get someone in here from the city of Baton Rouge next week to talk about this. We appreciate Drew again for making the time to come and speak with us. It was an impromptu thing, uh, just kind of a last minute. I wanted to get someone on to give their perspective on it. So we appreciate it. Mark it down, folks. Smoke them. May 20th. I need to see you in the place. Five o'clock. Ben 77 Bistro here in Baton Rouge. Until the next time. Tell your friends about the Clay Young Show and the Waiting Room Podcast here at podcast225.com. You can follow me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR and on Facebook forward slash Clay Young. See you later. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Clay Young Show.